What's in the bag? A shark or something? Put the bunny back in the box. This is Two Guys Five Movies. This is one of your co-hosts, Chris Gasberry. This is Frank Pelican. This is the Quick Cage, episode twenty-one. Frank, what movie you want to talk about tonight? We're going to talk about 2019's Primal, mm. um, starring obviously the inimitable Nicolas Cage. I don't know this movie. Uh, co-starring uh, Famke Jansen, Michael Imperioli, and one of my upcoming favorite character actors, Michael Duran or Kevin Duran. Kevin Durant. Kevin, not Kevin Durant. No, Kevin no, Durant with a, with a, with a D. Yeah, Kevin Durant's a bitch. No offense, <laughs> Kevin Durant, but yeah. why? Because he chased the ring. Yeah, because he chased the ring, and then he was a bitch about it afterwards. Like LeBron's honest, right? So Kevin Durant uh, is the guy from season four of Lost, correct? Yeah, yeah you've always really liked that dude. I think he's got a very unique look. And acting style that he can play a good guy and a bad guy, like pretty seamlessly, and sometimes can blur the line between the two. Yeah. Um, he was in a movie I watched last year called uh, Dark Was the Night, I think. It's a uh, like Lovecraftian creature horror, low budget, um, but he's really good in it. Hmm. Um, and also, you know, I love him as Kimi. Um, He's been a bit actor in a bunch of movies over the past, like, 10 years since, or, you know, whatever. What's Lost now? 15 years? 12 years? Lost Lost started in 2004, so it ended in 2009. Yeah. So, So so about 15 15 years since he was, you know, introduced to us. But, um, yeah, I, I love that guy's look. I love his way of, like, being, like, casually menacing while still being like somewhat like psychotically charismatic like he's just so he's he's the villain in this movie he's a psychopathic um ex-black ops army ranger or something who's like captured uh by the navy seals and the nsa to stand trial for um assassination and crimes against humanity um and happens to be on board a ship where Nicolas Cage, who is an ex-Army Ranger turned zookeeper, turned big game hunter, is transporting his latest uh, cachet of big game to sell to the highest bidders. Um, Michael Imperioli is a uh, federal attorney or something. Some I don't know. I can't remember what it's Okay, name. okay. So, so this Imperioli is... I'm assuming you said 2019. Yes. So it's so it's not like shoulder length hair, like weight gain Imperioli. It's short hair weight gain Imperioli. No, not even weight gain. He's pretty slim. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Um, I would say like mid fifties fit. Um, sort of like suave grandpa Imperioli. 
Interesting, because I, I just saw him on a clip on the Joe Rogan show talking about, like, the Sopranos anniversary um, and talking about Gandolfini and stuff like that. And um, maybe COVID's not been kind to him. Not been kind to many of us, I guess, but I'm not judging. But So this movie was filmed in 2018, so at this point it's two years okay. past that point. But he looks pretty good in it. Like, he looks um, still, like, youngish feature. I mean, he looks just like Christopher. Okay, I'm but just trying to get a that, mental um, image. Um, picture, um, picture Ray Barboni's hair on Christopher's face in a suit, and that's that's the story. Right. Word. Yeah. And, right, so, uh, he, so he's he's a, he's a federal attorney. Yeah, he's the guy that um says that they have to take uh, Kevin Durand alive. They have to bring him back alive so he can stand trial for his crimes. And then Famke Jansen is a. Fuck. Seems like an imaginary position. She's a psychoanalyst who's also a lieutenant in the Navy who, like, treated... Um, I'm just going to call him Kimi because that was his name on Lost, and I can't remember his... It's like Longabacher. I can't remember. It's some ridiculous name in this movie. I can't remember it now. I literally just finished watching this movie, so this is the first quick case just call it. where the movie is completely fresh. fresh in my mind. Yeah. yeah. So just, call him, just call him Durand. It's fine. No, I want to call him Keeney. Okay. That's the name. All right. That's the name on Lost. It's where I love him the most, so he's Keeney. Okay. Plus, that's what, that's what he acts like. It's like, imagine that guy, but like a little crazier. All right. And now Captain. Like, it's basically the same character. I think that's why they cast him. Hmm. Um, so Nicolas Cage is this big game hunter who captures this mythical white jaguar who he calls the white jag. I got a jag. I knew it was a jag. And then it was a white jag. And jag, white jags are mm. never been seen before. No, I got a white jag. So he's got this white jaguar captive along with some race monkeys, some bushman snakes, and some parrots, and like a pig. I don't know. It's a weird like menagerie of, of things that he's captured. So he's on this um, like merchant vessel that he routinely uses because they don't really like check his papers or anything. And they can like travel through international waters, like pretty much unmolested. And that's the way that he gets these illegal creatures into the country. So he can sell them to the highest bidder. Um, he's a drunk. Like he's always drinking throughout this movie. Like even at the point. So obviously um, Kevin Durant's character, like escapes from captivity pretty early on and is loose on the vessel, like, killing everyone. And that's pretty much, like, the basic plot is, like, we so gotta... Is, so is this the most dangerous game, but changed so that the, 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 the prey is a bad person? Well, no, the prey is always banned, and the prey is man here. But that's what I'm saying, no, it's, but it's a bad guy rather than some innocent person who's being hunted. the bad guy is hunting all the good people, but Nicolas Cage who is initially a bad person is also hunting the bad guy, but they're kind of hunting each other, but they also kind of like each other. I don't know. Like there's this really weird, like bro relationship between the two of them because Kimi's like all about people that used to serve in the um, military, but left because he feels like he's been abandoned by the military. So basically does it, ha- does it have the homoerotic tension that Hannibal and Will Graham have? Oh, okay. There's absolutely no homoeroticism on this boat. Okay. Like, there's not even any eroticism. Like, seriously, Famke, number one, Famke Jansen 
looks like a plastic alien, like something you get out of a gumball machine. Like, her plastic surgery is so intense that, like, her face can't even make emotions. Like, yeah, it's, looks, it's, 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 a sh- it's a shame what Hollywood does to people. Like, but, family. I mean, like, it's it's weird because, like, I like Famke Jansen a lot, and I feel like she's been in some really good roles, and I think mm-hmm. she's a good actress. And I don't think she's a terrible actress here, but it's just so weird that you can never see her emote because, like, she can't change facial expressions. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like watching um, Thunderbirds or Go. Do you remember that show? With, like, the marionettes. Thunderbirds? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like watching that. Like, watching her is like watching a marionette from that show because, like, it's moving kind of like a person. And it's recognizable as a person, but man, that face never changes. Well, it's what um, since we both just watched it, it's it's it's, it's how what's his name from Mindhunter acts as um King George, like in terms of not moving anything anything but his mouth and just like kind of like slightly moving his head at times. He's he's almost acting like this kind of like weird like fucked up marionette in some ways. Oh, in Hamilton, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah yeah yeah, similar, except he's trying to look crazy. Right. And yes. She's trying to act <laughs> like a person. And really right. she's like she's the emotional heart of this movie. Ooh. And I'm not saying that as a joke. Like that's what her character is. Like her character is the the humanism in the movie that's supposed to like make you feel that Nicolas Cage is really a good dude at heart because she believes in him and she wants to do the right thing all the time. But like I don't know. It's just weird. Okay, so what's the resolution of this now that they're like hunting each so, other in a in a her, not homoerotic in, in a in in a non erotic way? Right. There's nothing erotic. So <laughs> right. it turns out that Michael Imperioli is just a bad guy who actually works for the NSA, and the only reason he's bringing Kimi back is because Kimi has all these secrets about people they've sent him to assassinate. So they wanted to brief him and then murder him. Right. So Michael Imperioli is like murdering Marines on this boat in order to keep his secret safe and keep Kimi alive so they can like in- extract his secrets when they get to like Puerto Rico. No, they're not going to Puerto Rico. They're going to Mexico. That's where they're going to meet the coast guard is in Mexico. Um, listen, this movie is like a cookie cutter action movie slash. And like, of course, Nicholas Cage's animals get free. So there's like the tension of like, not only are you being hunted by this like insane psychopath, but you're also being hunted by these like natural predators, kind of. Mm-hmm. It's a terrible premise, but it's so much better than it deserves to be. Like I was Drunk. entertained Sorry. throughout the entire. Well, no, no, that's true. But entertained throughout the entire movie, and maybe you got to be drunk to appreciate modern Nicolas Cage. But if that's the way it's got to be then that's the way it should be because it was a good movie. It, it wasn't a good movie, but I enjoyed watching it. The way he wants it, he gets it. <clears throat> a weird thing, right? So Nicolas Cage is like honestly like pretty subdued throughout this entire movie. Like everybody else is freaking out because this killer's loose and all Nicolas Cage cares about, you can't hurt my cat. I got to capture the cat and put it back in the cage. I got to keep the cat safe. That cat's my payday. Because this whole thing is that, like, number one, he got paid $75,000 for a black Jaguar. Now, 
he's talking about how he's in the jungle for 10 months, right? $75,000 for 10 months, that's just a job, you know? Right. Like, get a degree and be, like, middle management somewhere, and you'll be in, like, that range, you know? Like, well, you ain't got maybe. a hundred tax. May- maybe. Don't, maybe. Don't, over- don't overestimate a college degree anymore. anymore. <laughs> Look, I'm just going by my salary. So, so you, like, you know, if, if, if you're, like, relatively decent at your job, you can earn a decent amount, and, like, you get benefits, you know? Yeah. Nicholas ain't got no benefits. Kid ain't got no health care. Point, point taken. But I mean, he also is not, not going to go off track on a lot of things. But point taken, yes, I agree. Yeah, he has a lot of animals, so I assume his take's going to be more than seventy five thousand. But he also says that because the white jaguar is like, so there's this thing at the beginning where the very racist depictions of Spanish villagers. Because why the fuck is he? Oh, because he's in like Peru or something, right? He's in the Amazon. So he's not in Africa, because that would be super racist if they was in Africa. But he's in South America. So he captures this white jaguar in South America. I don't know where the fuck jaguars live. I guess they live in the Amazon. And all the Spanish villagers who all have, like, perfect hair, perfect clothes, living in, like, this, like, shanty town, but they're all, like, immaculately dressed and quaffed, tell him that there's a legend of the white, what do they call it? fuck they don't even call anything in spanish like it's not even like appropriately racist it's just like we're gonna pretend like this isn't even a different country like we're all just speaking english here. even though nicholas cage speaks spanish later so they just call it like the white devil and the white devil is a man-eater and no one's ever caught it and so they can't help nicholas cage take it to the port because it's cursed and nicholas cage is like well, I don't know if this cursed or not, but it's going to make me a lot of money, and you better drive me to the port. But then he drives himself to the port, and he takes the guy's truck and just drives, like, all his animals. Um, He's very subdued in it. Like, it's not, like, over-the-top Nicolas Cage. Mm-hmm. Like, I legitimately think, and you think about, like, that's not, like, a, that's, like, decent C-plus tier, like, you know, talent in this movie. Right. Like, Imperioli and Jansen are both solid like character actors you know that have been in a lot of movies and cage is still like a top build actor like in any movie that he's in not that he's in like any kind of blockbusters but he's still nick cage you know right it's just i don't know like it's it's ridiculous it's not incredibly incredibly well made the cgi is not very good because all the animals you can tell like are cgi for the most part although it's not super apparent like it's not like bad cgi it's it's good cgi but it still is obviously cgi so i i I have two questions for you okay one what are the heroic characteristics of the big game hunter like how do they make him a hero in this so he doesn't kill animals he just he has really like creative slaves them and sells them to the highest bidder right Mm. but he worked in zoos for like a decade of his life right and learned how to care for animals so he's very concerned about keeping the animals alive and treated well like when kimi gets free at first they want to lock everybody in like the um i don't know nautical terms some like bridge or whatever and keep everybody safe by by being locked in this bridge and his only concern is going to feed his animals because they haven't eaten 12 hours he doesn't want them to go hungry Right. So, like, he cares about the animals to a point. 
Right. He just also a mercenary in the sense that like he's selling them to the highest bidder. Right. But that's what Jansen gets mad about because okay, so here's a twist. So Jansen's father, thank you, Jansen's father, who was an admiral in the navy, became the head zookeeper of the San Diego Zoo where Nicolas Cage worked, and they worked together. Mm. So six degrees of Kevin Bacon, right, at the San Diego Zoo. I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. But anyway, okay. second question: so like Do you know? Do that... you know how I knew? Can you identify the word of when I knew that you were going to ultimately give this a positive review? I want to see if you can like pick up on your own tells. <clears throat> I don't remember anything I've said. Did I say but? <laughs> no. It's it's whenever you say listen. <laughs> Right, because listen, what's going to follow listen is always going to be the counter argument of why why it, you would think one thing, but you're going to think the other. Listen always um, comes before that. So that's funny because it works. When I say listen, it's because I know someone doesn't agree with me, but I'm going to mm -hmm. convince them to agree with me anyway. Right, and you do it, I think, subconsciously because of that outside of work. And you can't even see because, like. I put my hand, my elbow on the table, and I kind of flick my hand forward with like two fingers out and say, "Listen." Oh, I know exactly what you do. This but the audience doesn't, but um, but I know exactly what you do. Yeah. Hey, you don't got to give away my tells, man. What if we play poker someday? <laughs> Real quick, have you seen this "Running with the Devil" movie? What is that? It's a Nick Cage. It's a movie with Nick Cage, Lawrence Fishburne, Leslie Bibb, and Barry Pepper. Oh no, that's on my um, that's on my list. Okay. I'm getting, I'm getting real heartburn about paying three ninety nine to watch these Nicolas Cage movies. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. So I'm really trying to push through everything I can see for free. So understood. Yeah. Primal was not free mm. up until this week, mm. when Primal was free with me getting a seven day <laughs> trial of Epics on Netflix or on Prime. I don't mm -hmm. know what the fuck Epics is. It doesn't sound appealing. So I might just cancel it tonight, but I'm going to browse through and see if there's anything else I want to watch. I think Epics is a um, TV station, isn't it? It is. It is. I can choose like different stations, apparently. Right. It's only five ninety nine a month, so it might be worth it if there's decent stuff on there. But I got to look first. So right, because I know that um, terrible Get Shorty um, remake, nothing like the original, really television show is on yeah. Epics. Well, I won't watch that. And then there's also a show that I um, started last year that I've heard some decent things about. It's Forrest Whitaker. It's, I think, Godfather of Harlem. Um, Ghost, Ghost Dog 2. Ghost Dog Returns. Um, so what's, what's, your, what's, your, what's, your, what's your rating for this and <clears throat> overall? So on the Nick Cage scale, it's like a 7 out of 10. Like okay. it's it's a good Nicolas Cage performance. It's not good if like you just want to laugh at him for being like over the top and like wacky or whatever. But it's it's still like a decent performance by him. And the supporting cast, especially like um Kevin Duran, Michael Imperioli are both like much, much more like charismatic and appealing. And there's also some actors that I don't know, they're just like bit like character actors that are also really good in it. Um, 
like it's an actual movie it's like probably a five out of ten like it's not a great movie or anything <clears throat> it's super predictable and you know how it's going to end like the entire time um Nicolas Cage doesn't have sex with Famke Jansen, which was really surprising to me because I really thought they would. But mm-hmm. it implies that Nicolas Cage is going to go straight and move to where she lives and become a zookeeper so he can have sex with her. So in some really in some really boring He's, like right. sitcom sequel to Private. Right. So even if he doesn't even if Cage doesn't have sex with the female lead in the movie, there's the implication. Right. Well, it's always about the implication. Right. Yeah. Once you have the implication, you can't go back. Right. So this looks like it is another first-time director, maybe? Um, He was was a stunt director for a long time in Hollywood. And this was like his... I I think his first break is like an actual director. He was a stunt coordinator, not a stunt director. Stunt coordinator for a long time. Yeah. So um, it's it's well, interesting because a lot of the movies that like you talk about these kind of like maybe lower budget movies or movies that are released in other countries, a lot of times are like second, first or second time directors right. um, that Cage is working with now. This guy is super competent too. Like honestly, I think with with a better script, I think he would be a good director. Like he doesn't resort to a lot of the cheap like shortcuts that first time directors take a lot of times and especially with Nick Cage like there's no slow-mo they don't get them all crazy the guy directed him well like he's always within the confines of the role does that make sense Mm -hmm. like the way they establish his character to be Nick Cage stays in that character the entire time like in that fucking awful um god what the hell was that movie the one with uh, Anakin Skywalker and Nick Cage, Outlander or whatever. Right. Like, you could tell that, like, that person had no control. Like, Nick Cage was just doing whatever the fuck he wanted. Like, he's, like, all over the place in that movie. Outcast. Outcast, right. Outlander's the fucking uh, Showtime show. Um, right. This movie, like, uh, he's fine. Like, it's... I, like. This guy takes people who all have a lot of experience acting and like directs them well. Oh, and he directed. Like, uh, he's a second time director. He directed Outcast as well. Oh, did he? Yep. Well, he must have learned something about Nick Cage. Right. Um, it's good though. Like, it's fine. Yeah. I mean, it's not a great movie, and it's not like, it, like in all honesty, like on a five star scale, it's probably like a two point five, maybe, or like a two. Okay. Right. But like, you you think of something like that fucking crawl movie from this year? Similar principle, like, especially with, like, the wild animals being free on the boat and, like, everybody, like, being in danger from getting killed by the wild animals. And it's the same principle, but it's a little more realistically handled. And Nick Cage, who's this big game hunter, is the guy that knows how to, like, handle these wild, unpredictable creatures, which is why, in the end, he's able to beat um, Kevin Durant and, like, take him out. Although that's fucked up. Because what he does is he uses this, like, plant-based poison that's, like, slow-acting. And he gets um, Kevin Durant, like, tricks him into fighting him, like, fist-fighting him. Mm-hmm. And then puts him in, like, a snare trap where he's hanging upside down and lets his white jaguar loose to eat him. Mm. And that's how, that's that's the end of him. Hmm. That's the story of Kimi. He's eaten by a white jaguar while hanging upside down and drugged. We should turn turn this into the quick Durand from now on. 
You should watch all of them. Yeah. I think he's in a couple other Nicolas Cage movies, so I'll be able to talk about him again. Oh, okay. I like him so much, though. I don't know what it is. It's like... It's like he can move between being, like, so menacing and so, like, aw shucks. Yeah. Like, fed All-American. Like, in the span of a second. Yeah, that was the power of that Kimi character in a lot of ways, yeah. Right. And, and so matter... Like, just so matter-of-fact about things. Right, like, I'm gonna stab you now, and right. you're gonna... And it's like, okay, cool. Like, you seem like a tough guy, but then you're dead. <laughs> like, that, yeah. like, here, there's a point where he can kill, like, all these people, because they... Because half the crew has never seen him because they kind of snuck him on. So he kind of, like, tricks people into thinking that he's a U.S. Marshal at one point. Because that's who captured him in the first place, is U.S. Marshals. Mm-hmm. In Brazil or something? I don't know what the fuck. But, um... He's, like, just a nice guy to him. They're like, oh, yeah, thanks, buddy. And he's like, hey, thanks for your service. And shakes their hand and smiles. And, it's like, <laughs> and then, like, immediately goes out of the room and murders a dude. And it's just, like, same smile. Yeah. He's, he's, I, I wish he got more work because I really like him a lot. Yeah. Like, I would, I, I know he's been on other shows. Like, he was on, um, he was on The Strain and he was on something else in the past, like, 10 years, like some other TV show. But I just, I don't know. I'd love to see him as, like, the bad guy in a show. He's such a good bad guy. Yeah. But anyway, I mean, like, I wouldn't say you should pay any money to see this movie, but if you have the chance to see this movie for free, it's definitely like upper echelon, you know, direct to video, low budget, Nick Cage tier. Nice. Okay. And it breaks the mold of the fucking prisoner who's escaped or gotten released from prison and is seeking revenge on his former gang, which is like 22 of Nick Cage's movies. <laughs> right. Right. That's, I had so much trouble finding a movie to watch tonight. Because every fucking movie is just the same movie. Yeah. Yeah. I almost watched. So I came close to watching Regarding Tess. And mm. um, those were the two that what I was. Watched. the What was the second one? Left Behind. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's that, in the first Left Behind. Well, right. After they rebooted it, right? Uh, I don't but, know. Because the Left Behind it's, series was Kirk Cameron years ago. Well, yeah. This is another one, though, where he's like. He's flying the plane. Oh my god! You know what else I almost watched? World Trade Center. Because mm. that's up on Prime, and I don't know if I can bring myself to do it. Like, mm. I'm gonna have to be super drunk to watch that movie. Like, I I had it up, and I was almost hitting play, and I was like, man, I'm just gonna, I'm just, I'm just gonna want to die. Like, I'm gonna see this movie, and I'm gonna die, and I just can't do it. So, what's the hesitancy? What's the hesitancy about that? You know that's going to be the most maudlin, fucking forced tearjerker, goddamn super patriot shit. It's like all those fucking Mark Wahlberg movies where he plays like a fireman or a fisherman. You know, fucking Mark Wahlberg always trying to be the everyman. Patriots what Day the was, the, was the most viewed um, Netflix movie on um, Fuck the fourth. That is not true, is it? Yeah. Well, I mean, it came across my feed, and I read a headline that said it was the most viewed. So I'm just assuming that it's not fake news and it's true. I am so tired of like this fucking forced patriotism with like terrible actors trying to make me feel something. Are you saying America's not the greatest country, Frank? 
I'm saying that trying to like force me to like feel something about <laughs> listen. <my life. laughs> you should have started listening. Right. In 2020, I'm far enough removed from 2001 that like you ain't gonna like bring me to tears with Nick Cage running up the World Trade Center. Like I don't need to see that shit. And I feel like it's just gonna be. I like li- listen. I bet there's like 22 minutes of slow motion in World Trade Center. You know what? I'm going to watch World Trade Center this week so it can be our next quick cage. And I'm going to time how much slow motion is in that movie. And I bet that a quarter of the movie is filmed in slow motion. I think that if it is a... If it rains this weekend, I think that we should do a real-time quick cage view of World Trade Center. All right, let's do it because it's free on Prime. Mm Mm-hmm. You know what else, too, about that movie? They should have filmed it Benny Hill style in quick motion. And, like, every time when they're running up the steps, and they're running up the steps with their hose, and, like, the building's falling apart, because you know that's the whole fucking movie, is them trying to, like, ascend the World Trade Center to save people while the building's falling apart. And Nick Cage is losing his team, and he's all covered in ash and making his fucking bucktooth Nick Cage sad face. And it's just going to make me so fucking angry. I need to get real goddamn drunk if we do that as a first one. I got this bottle of Four Roses. I'm, oh man, I don't know. It's a real good thing, Frank, that um, that our listenership is relatively low, and the the tide against the government has turned to a point where nobody's going to um care about like being anti-patriotic um and, and anti-patriotic i'm anti-schmaltz i'm anti-bullshit <laughs> like, you can, listen i watched i watched hamilton on monday mm-hmm. and thought it was a fantastic like ode to the founding of our country that wasn't like completely a whitewash of like the problems with our founding fathers and I know that people are like cancel Hamilton because they feel like it hasn't said enough. But in context of what it does, especially with like hip hop music and casting like non-white actors in major roles, like I think it's an amazing, you know, like it's it's a good celebration of like things that happened that were interesting in the you know beginning of our country while not like shying away from the problems. Like I'm fine with that. I think I thought, it's okay. I thought Miranda's response to that was um extremely right. well handled and classy, classy and, and, and appropriate. Yeah, and I think it's okay. Like I love being an American. Like I don't want to live in any other country. But at the same time, like we got a lot of fucking problems. And slow motion Nick Cage running up the World Trade Center to try and engender some false fucking patriotism is not the way to solve the problems in this country. You and you could maybe make the argument that it's part of the problem. Right, because it, like it completely ignores. Okay, like what are the root causes of these things, or like what do we need to do to like advance as a society, and not wallow in the fucking mire of systematic racism that we've lived in for like centuries. Like, right. let's fucking move on and embrace everyone and just not be fucking dicks. Wear sure. a goddamn mask. Shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> Stop getting mad because people are upset that other that people are dying at the hands of like the police and be a fucking human being, you cocksuckers. <laughs> I love how you, you go on that and you end it with that. That is fantastic. I'm a patriot. What can I say? <laughs> right. I want to know how many 
I want to know how many you can take you can take the boy out of America, but you can't take the America out of the boy. Right. <laughs> you got you got to have some minor slur in there. <laughs> we had this conversation the other day that I don't consider cocksucker. To be I know. Sucker. Right. But maybe it's people just, just maybe these people don't listen to the regular part of the podcast and they right. just it's just, it's, cage. Just in, it's just ingrained in me that like, what did I say? Fuck face. No, you said that was maybe problematic too. I don't know. Yeah. Will. Over the next week, we're going to come up with something else that I can use as my go-to like insult that's yeah. not potentially insulting to the people I'm not trying to insult. Fuckface sounds predatory. I think it actually is worse. How about fuckwad? Is that fine? Yeah, I don't think that means anything. Right. Okay. I'm good with that, then. I can say fuckwad. Yeah. Fuck there's your fuck. new word. There, yeah, there's your new word. Growth. I'm changing. Growth on the COVID cast. Yeah. Right. So anyway, so if you get the chance to watch Primal for free, watch it. If you have to pay for it, um, consider your life choices, I guess. That's my answer. Mm. Still haven't okay. watched Captain Corelli's Mandalorian. Right. It's coming, though. It's coming someday. Dude, it's going to be 108. I'm telling you. <laughs> like, like a year and eight months from now, I'm going to say, okay, so tonight's quick cage, Captain Corelli's Mandalorian, and you're going to mark out. Yeah, it's true. I will. And my whole review is going to be, ciao, Wabella. <laughs> and then I'm, we're just done. Right. Penelope Cruz is attractive. Peace. Um, I'm waiting for the day. <clears throat> Me too. I'm just waiting for death at this point. We're, we're, we are one-sixth of the way through. I'm going to finish the string. Okay. You do that, and that'll be the finale. It's all pulp. <laughs> Oh, from the from the sugar-free lemonade. Alcoholic pro tip: When you're gonna mix vodka with lemonade, buy the pulp-free lemonade. That's, that's probably really good advice. Yeah, you just got just, like alcohol-infused pulp. It's just whiskers in your gums that you can't get rid of, and you're too drunk to care. <laughs> right. That bottle of vodka is done. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that's good. All right. All right. So that's everything for tonight. Any any possibilities if we oh no, we might be doing World Trade Center, so I I think that's a really good idea. Because right. you know, I can't get drunk at your house, but I can definitely get drunk here. <laughs> right. Right. So we'll we'll we'll, we'll take about that. Sleep on your porch, I guess, but that's weird. <laughs> right. Yeah. We'll figure it out. <clears throat> we'll figure it out. All right, ladies and gentlemen, have a good evening. All right. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Have a good night.